After 22 hours of conversation with six Rolls-Royce experts, who together have over 50 years' experience with the brand, what do I know? That Rolls-Royce is singular, in its vision, in its eccentric methods, in its tenacious pursuit of greatness. It's also chock-full of rare talent, individuals with an outsider spirit, who reject limitations and seek perfection in the smallest of details. Individuals who, after five years on the project, never wavered or lost focus. The new ghost is a testament to this unique alchemy. In this fifth and final episode of our podcast, we introduce you to the purest expression of Rolls-Royce yet, revealed by the people whose energy and vision has brought this new generation ghost to life. So without further ado, I'm Johanna Argerman-Ross, design editor and curator, and this is Ghost Stories. Let's meet the design team. And if you caught episodes one to four, you'll be familiar with our first contributor, Henry Cloak. For the uninitiated, Henry is the designer behind the new Ghost's aesthetic and verve. What did you think when you first heard that Ghost would be rebuilt from the ground up? The existing car, the, the Ghost we know today, I think we all respected. So we knew we were going to have a challenge to get to a step beyond that. And when you look at the car that's now fully complete, what do you see exactly? The bit that's really fun is when you see it from a certain angle or you see it poking from around a corner and you yeah, you remember when it was initially a sketch or when it was a clay model. It takes you back to a certain point of time or yeah, the first time you scribbled it or the first time you saw the car being yeah, cut out by a big milling machine and the first time you saw part of it come to life. For us, it evokes memories because we've actually been working and evolving with it for so long now. The new ghost is coined as the purest expression of Rolls-Royce. What does that mean exactly? I think it's that we've managed to capture this essence of Rolls-Royce. So this real combination of the dynamic personality of Rolls, who was the record-breaking aviation pioneer, and this yeah, obsessive perfectionist in Royce. And I think to try and get that balance and to make that balance something that people can feel when they're driving the car, but also when they see the car. So I think when we say, what is Rolls-Royce? Yeah, it's actually about the people, Rolls and Royce. You talk about achieving the stylistic balance of Rolls and Royce. Now that the car is available for public consumption, can you reveal more details around what inspired this particular aesthetic? Because it's quite a step change from the 2009 model. Stylistically, we were really inspired by this sense of minimalism and this... If the whole world is so complicated, it's actually a pure thing that stands out. So if you imagine a street where everything is grey, the thing that is white will stand out. Or if you imagine buildings that are all, as we look out the window in London, all rectangular, the one that's pyramidal is the one that stands out. Um, so for us, we thought, OK, in this really complicated world where we're yeah, always busier and busier and busier, this sense of serenity both inside the car but also this sense of serenity when you look at it. It should look like it was effortless, even though it really wasn't to do. And for you, how did that serenity transpose to the aesthetics of the new ghost? The first thing you really notice is this change of expression. So this really means if you look at the car as a face, its eyes are more focused and the way they're deep set either side of the grill. And this really emphasises the width of the car. And the car is actually physically wider this time. It's nearly five centimetres wider than the predecessor. So you really notice the physical change in proportion, but also that the face feels so much more focused and assertive and almost looks back at you. And then from the side view, it's definitely a ghost. You will know this is the new ghost because it has a 
more seamless connection between the roof and the boot. It seems more dynamic and somehow it speaks to you that this is a car you'd like to drive a little bit more. And then the bits that we've worked really, really hard on is to create this sense of lightness with a car that is, is still big. This we do by the waft line, which is this feature line on the bottom of the doors. Everything below this we push in and cut away as much as possible that it almost looks like the car's sort of floating above its wheels. So that's one of these things that's so subtle but makes a huge difference to your overall appreciation, even if you don't quite know how we did it. And then when you get to the back, it's just this thing that everything ties together. So if you imagine a water drop going on the trunk lid, it would sort of flow in one seamless way all the way down to the bottom of the car. The boot just transitions into the bumper really nicely. And if you stand a few meters back from the car, it's like all of the lines taper towards you and it sort of, it closes the design somehow. So it feels, everything feels settled. And is there one feature that you think will excite drivers of the new Ghost more than others? I think when they get to see the grill at night for the first time, I think this will be a really a surprise. Okay, what we've actually done is you know, illuminate the Pantheon grill for the first time. And this isn't just illuminating any grill, it's illuminating a grill that's hand-polished stainless steel. So to get the lighting right, that it still feels subtle and elegant. And actually, it was a new thing we had to consider. Normally when you design a grill, it's about aerodynamics or how should the metal be formed or something like this and now we had to worry about reflections and in which way would the light bounce and yeah, how would the whole face fit together when it was illuminated at night. So I think this will be really interesting when it drives down a street and people get this first Rolls Royce at night that they've never seen before. Why did you decide to add that feature to the car? I think we just knew our cars have a, depending who it is, but they have, could have a constant use. It's designed by people that work day and night to make it as we think it should be and the people that will eventually use it will I guess obsessively chase what they're interested in day and night so we wanted this 24-7 feeling and you should still know it was a Rolls-Royce at night as you would know it's a Rolls-Royce in the day. What would you say is the most surprising new feature? Um, I think this whole area around the spirit of ecstasy. So what we've managed to do is yeah, remove the idea that the spirit of ecstasy is purely linked to the grill, and now she just comes through the bonnet. So the bonnet starts so the grill and goes all the way to the windscreen with now this yeah, small little hole where she will come up and down as she's selected to do so. But this with no gaps around it was a challenge and was something I think people won't expect. When you see it, it just fits with this whole pure nature of ghosts so well that if we'd had to put gaps around it or to overcomplicate the whole scenario. It just, this bit which is so iconically Rolls-Royce wouldn't have fitted with the purity we're aiming for for Ghost. So I think it just speaks of this whole project and how we wanted Ghost to feel. From an engineering point of view, it must have been very complicated to make her pop up from the middle of the bonnet. Yeah. It's been since the first Phantom that it's she's been able to go up and down, but to make it in such a way that she's not doing this in isolation, that now yeah, you close the bonnet and she will come through it and everything lines up is just yeah, testament to the engineers and testament to everyone building it that they've managed to do everything so precisely that this can happen. It's time to bring in lead interior designer Chris Duff, who rather fittingly hails from Manchester. 
not only the birthplace of Rolls-Royce, but also where Henry Royce made his first car in 1904. So Chris, during the rebuild, did certain areas demand more time and effort? I think I would have to say the fascia. And the fascia tells the immediate story of the interior. It sets the tone. We have the instruments, we have the clock, we have the central display. But it's all encompassed and it's all framed with this beautiful chrome edging, which on a huge part, the tolerances have to be absolutely perfect. Otherwise, things don't sit together. The uh, instrument layer it combines the passenger panel. And what I like about that is when I sit inside an interior sometimes as a passenger, I feel slightly shortchanged because the driver has all of the switches, all of the details, the steering wheel. And sometimes you sit there on a long journey and you have an air vent and an airbag logo to look at. With New Ghost, we've addressed that. This passenger panel is a beautifully crafted piece of piano black wood, which we've designed in a way you can actually back illuminate. And everybody knows now about the Starlight Headliner. It's beautiful. It, no matter how literal it seems, it does remind you of the night sky. And there's a romantic nature to that. And we've almost brought that into the passenger panel. We've actually brought that kind of ethereal nature of that detailing into the passenger panel. So when you're sat there, driving along, wherever you may be, it's dark at night. When in other automotive products, there's nothing to look at. In New Ghost, you get this beautiful illuminated piece of wood that's just for you, the passenger. Of course, you know, the people in the back are important. Of course, the driver or the chauffeur is important. But that passenger, for the first time, has been addressed. Well, I feel for the first time it's been addressed. And when I see New Ghost today, with this high-tech, but also kind of valuable tablet, if you will, at the top of the fascia, it's the part of the interior I'm most proud of. And for those unfamiliar with Rolls-Royce's signature Starlight Headliner, this feature uses optic lights to turn the car roof into a twinkling skyscape. It feels like on many levels the new ghost addresses the state of the individual from an extremely thoughtful point of view. I know the doors have been a focus of advancement. Can you speak to that a bit? What we tried to do was create these small individual pockets, um, almost like briefcases, if you will. And what that does is suggest that small briefcase attached to the door is for you, the individual user. Um, it's not open. In Phantom, it's open, it's shared. You know, with the bench seat, it's this much more open, long, social interior. I wanted to add with Ghost this idea of, OK, it's social because we have the bench seating, but the, the doors, you've got your own little space on the doors. And I actually took influence for those from some 1930s Art Deco trains. The taper and the acceleration of the front surface gave this illusion of speed and progressive movement, but without being overtly sported. And I think that's what Ghost is. It has this fine line between dynamic and kind of luxury, and you've got to play that. And those trains had that. To elaborate on the evocative, human-centric design approach of the new Ghost is Sina Maria Egel, a collar and trim designer who works closely with Chris and Henry. So for Chris, inspiration comes from trains. I hear for you, castles rather thing. Yeah, my fiance always calls it an old people hobby. <laughs> but I do have this obsession for castles and manor houses and what I enjoy so much about it because it's 
this huge selection of bespoke ability. And I have to observe every little detail or the fabrics or the lost handicrafts. And I try to research if we can use some of those ideas. I think what I really like in castles is this combination of precious metals and veneer. And we achieved that in one of our veneers in The New Ghost. We mixed veneer with copper and gave it that beautiful bling that we wanted to create. There's an undercurrent of obsession that runs throughout the Rolls-Royce team. Can you explain why that word is so central to The New Ghost and reveal how you came to it? Particularly important to Ghost was the character workshop that we did. We meet at a secret location. This time it was London. And we spend about two to three days in this location and we try to discuss the character. We want to talk about the emotions that the car should have. Is it about confidence? Is it about trust? Amplification maybe. Then the expression that it should have. It is statement of life, optimism. Is it energy that comes with it? We want to talk about exquisite accents or the behavior that comes with the car or that we want a customer to, to feel. So these can be really, really heated discussions. And sometimes it's about a single word that has to describe the whole car. And this time it was the obsession. London was a great fit to New Ghost. Of course it is very, very British. But also we saw all those really, really hip people, stylish shops and great mix of, of old and new architecture that we really enjoyed. And I think everybody knows that feeling of being in this beautiful city, but then also wanting to retire a little bit and calming down and, and detoxing from all this busyness. And how did that affect your mood board and also the new model itself? We are incredibly proud of all the material results that we can see today because all the ghost materials embody the purity and the calmness, the timelessness and the effortless elegance that were on that core mood board. And we really wanted to reflect on that brilliance of minimalism, the preciseness, clarity and the detox. Can you name an unexpected concept that made its way into the car's design? So what we created for New Ghost is this exceptionally beautiful exterior paint called Tempest Grey. And it was inspired by this moment of peace when you feel a storm building up outside. And somehow I always feel really, really balanced when something like that is happening. So we used the color of the storms. We used a really warm grey and um, created this really solid character to it. And we think it is a statement of contemporary modernity. So what does it feel like to have designed and delivered this car after five years with so many hours of work behind you and so many audiences out there waiting to see it? At the end of five years of intense devotion, you look at the finished piece of art of a Rolls Royce and you won't see it with the same eyes like the customers do because they see the overall concept of it. But what you see is all the ideas you had, all the fights you had to fight, all the losses, but the even greater wins. And it is a very emotional, personal moment because you rediscover your mindset that you had five years ago. You feel how much you have grown with the product and how rich you are in knowledge now. And it is a truly character-building experience that I can only recommend doing. <laughs> and sometimes I, like in myself, I start tearing up when I see the finished product. <laughs> Since 1904, Rolls-Royce cars have stirred obsession. What about the brand elicits so much emotion? 
in customers, yes, but also in its team. I'm introducing Steve Finch. As the new Ghost product manager, Steve played an integral role in getting the five-year-long project over the line. He also understands the new car in a unique way that helps Rolls-Royce to stay really close to its customers. Let's start with what you do. What's at the core of your role? Whilst every car is hand-built in Goodwood, it goes to a customer all over the world. So I'm thinking about what would customers like to see in the car, uh, also regional variation. And where did the spark for cars come from for you? My grandfather was a civil engineer in the war and he was dispatched to, to make landing fields. And whilst he was in Ceylon, he discovered a beautiful Alfa Romeo from the 1930s, uh, repatriated it to the UK uh, and enjoyed it long before vintage cars were a thing. Uh, and he hill climbed it and quietly restored it himself. Uh, and he used to turn up at, at our house, uh, you know, driving this amazing machine and the smell and the look, the beauty of it, the leather, the oil, the noise. Uh, it was just such an exciting thing. And then I used to build Meccano models with him and that really was where it all began and it's been a love, sort of love affair with cars in one form or another ever since. And when did you land at Rolls-Royce? In 2001. I first saw uh, the factory when it was a green field with some sheep in it. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, things have come a long way since then. Now that the new ghost is ready to hit the road, how do you feel? Proud, excited, and it's a lovely moment when we are planning, obviously, an emotional unveil of the car, something very exciting and special. And then after that, you get to see people's reaction. Uh, and that's probably when they're at the most honest uh, and uh, fantastic insights for us as to what they think to our latest piece of art. When I speak to people from Rolls-Royce, this idea of emotion and emotional often comes up in conversation. Why do you think Rolls-Royce conjures up such strong feelings? Well, it's, uh, it's hard to sum up. Uh, I, I think obviously the brand has been around for a very long time. It is a powerful brand. I think it is stuck to its core message of take the best that exists and make it better. Uh, and if it doesn't exist, design it. And people are interested in what we do. They're interested to see where we go next. They're interested to see where we move design on, where we move the engineering on. And also, I guess increasingly, how we interpret luxury and how luxury is evolving. And yeah, I think people are fascinated by how we approach that and how we merge all of those aspects together. You will have spent so much time thinking about the new ghost and taking it in. Could you let us into your mind for a moment and treat listeners to a virtual tour of its new features? Well, I would start looking down the length of the car uh, and remind people of those coach build proportions that we uh, brought back with the Goodwood era of Rolls-Royce. So the, the short overhang at the front of the car, the relatively long wheelbase, the relatively long overhang at the rear of the car and the roof line being twice the wheel and tyre diameter. And it's a good place to start because that dictates proportion. And if you get the proportions right, then everything feels right from that point. Then I point out the three lines that make up the car, this waft line. It's lovely to talk about the waft line now because 
it's not such a traditional interpretation as it's been in the past. It's far linear. It's it's very purposeful. Uh, it's more athletic. And then I go on to talk about the shoulder line. Ghost has always had a very strong shoulder line. It's now got a very strong vertical accent at the start. And then the roof line has moved away from perhaps a more traditional saloon roof line to a more coupe-esque roof line. So that's really where I like to start because it positions the car. Why is it a Rolls-Royce and what makes it a Rolls-Royce? And Ghost is the purest form of Rolls-Royce. Then when I walk around to the front, the way the spirit of ecstasy now emerges from the bonnet and the wake lines that trail up the bonnet behind her is the purest form that we've ever delivered before. You know, previously she's emerged and the wake lines are somehow separated from her, but no longer. She now is uninterrupted and and she sits there as a piece of art, which she is, celebrated on the front of the car, which is extraordinary. And then the ghost has always had a more contemporary treatment of the grill and it's enhanced even further to make the outer part of the grill in a single form, which is more minimalist. There are no split lines now, and split lines are there as a functional thing. You know, you can only make something so large before you have to introduce a split line. So fewer split lines contribute to a seamless aesthetic, is that right? Can you spell out how exactly a split line affects the finished result? Usually you're governed by the size of the tool or the material capabilities. So you then have to separate pieces out, which is why you see a number of body panels. And by going through a number of techniques, it allows you to actually make it out of a single piece, which means that you don't then have to split lines separating the parts up. Continuing with the virtual tour, can we now focus on power? The new ghost is far more than simply an artistic endeavour, am I right? In addition to it being this beautiful object to look at, it is a motor car. Ghost now has the 6.75 litre V12 engine in it. So this contemporary design, this very purposeful design, is also matched by this wonderful engine. And we have two firsts now with new Ghost, which is the four-wheel drive and the four-wheel steer. The driver will be very pleasantly surprised by how we have significantly improved the agility of the car when moving it either at speed or in confined spaces. But Rolls-Royce is also completely about the magic carpet ride. And so we, along with the power and agility that comes with this new chassis, we also have to protect this feeling of floating on air. So all these elements are knitted together by the aluminium space frame that links all of this and gives us the opportunity to then introduce a level of acoustic qualities, the sound deadening, the acoustic glass, which is two layers of glass sandwiched together. Uh, all of this comes together to make a very refined, special place to be. And if you were blindfolded, if I took you out of this building where we are now and you stepped into a car, uh, you should never be under any illusions that you're in anything other than a Rolls-Royce and in Ghost. And we have definitely achieved that with the new car. Can you expand on the new aluminium chassis? The new generation uh, of Ghost is coming off this architecture of luxury. And the great benefits of an aluminium space frame is the incredible rigidity that it gives the body. And when you are looking to connect a 6.75 litre V12 engine to four-wheel drive and four-wheel steer, 
whilst also then maintaining the magic carpet ride, then having this incredibly strong and stiff body structure to work with and to build off is, I would say, essential to the levels of refinement that we achieve. What new functional feature do you expect customers to fawn over? With the Goodwood era of Rolls-Royce, we reinstated coach doors. So the back door hinges from the back. And we introduced a button that allows you to close the door automatically. And then we introduced the same button that allows you to close the door automatically at the front. And then we introduced the button that you press on the outside and then the door will close for you. And people have always said to us, well, where's the button that opens the door? And we were, yeah. So, um, well, now you can open the door equally effortlessly from the inside. It just allows you to get out in a very elegant way. So it's like having a chauffeur for your door. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it is a chauffeur for your door. It's a lovely way of putting it. <laughs> What's the design feature that no one saw coming on this new model? Well, there were a number. Of, there are actually, can I mention more than one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're welcome to mention more than <laughs> okay. one. Okay. So we've been talking about uh, the spirit of ecstasy and the grill and how important that is to us. And we've now have this feature which bathes the grill in light. So you can either have it set so when you approach the car, you see the grill light up as you unlock the car, but also you can have it when you've got the lights on, you can also have it illuminated at night. So I think that's a lovely bit of theatre and... Uh, and a Rolls-Royce should definitely have theatre in it. The, another lovely feature is the illuminated fascia. And it's this lovely panel with around 850 stars depicted within it. And also ghost is also sort of written out in the stars, so to speak. It follows on from uh, our starlight headliner. And it's almost as if the starlight headliner is somehow cast down upon the, the the instrument panel and it, it just looks magical and it's a celebration. It's a celebration of ghosts, it's a celebration of Rolls Royce, it's a celebration of the success of anyone who is lucky enough to own one of these incredible cars. Is obsession Rolls Royce's secret weapon? Well that's a really interesting question, isn't it? Because I was almost sort of thinking about this prior to our conversation. You know, could someone else make a Rolls-Royce? Is it just a case of, well, you know, you're at a certain price point. So that gives you certain opportunities in terms of your engineering and your design and your material selections and your production techniques. And then you could say, well, anyone could do that. And the reality is that actually that's just not true. And I can say that with total confidence because I've been with a company from the outset And it's the learning and the knowledge and the experience and learning actually how it then fits into our customers' lives, into Rolls-Royce and where we are taking the company and where we want to take the company. And that is something you can't buy. I'd liken it a little bit to buying a piece of art. You're not paying for the frame, the piece of stretch canvas, the oil, what you're paying for is the person who's been wielding a brush probably before they could even write. And they have been wielding that brush day in, day out, thinking about it probably in their sleep as well as in every waking moment. 
And I, I'd liken it to that, but it's a team effort. <laughs> it's, it's not one artist. <laughs> it's many artists. And really, you're in touch with the customer more than many other people that I've interviewed here on the programme. So seeing how obsessive some of the people working at Rolls-Royce are, do you think that there's a similar obsessiveness with your customer? Yeah, obsessive is, I would say so, in that what our customers share with us is that they, firstly, the lovely thing about Rolls-Royce is that you get to meet many of the customers and we still produce very few cars. So it still feels very personal and a huge benefit to us that perhaps some other companies may not be able to enjoy. And also they are in their own way creators. They have gone out there and done it their way which is a real cliche but they have gone out and created something themselves you know businesses brands Uh, and so yeah that's definitely a common thread that we have with them Uh, and they they're always pushing forward there's a sort of energy in them and I think that they see that in us as well. You talk about the notion of pushing forward for you what about this car spells modernity? It's it starts in the design, in that it, each line is very purposeful. That the car isn't embellished for the sake of it. Which some people listening to this thinking, well, Rolls Royce, come on. <laughs> but when you see it, uh, then that comment will make sense. We get right back to the proportions and the three lines that define the car. The the other side is when you step inside the car. A lot of people think that. Luxury is all about more, more, more. And actually it's not. It's about really knowing what is important. And there is therefore a a purity and a simplicity to the interior. But again, I was thinking about this before I came in here. When you have less surfaces to work with or you have less stitch lines or less form, Each of those, they have to work that much harder. You have to put that much more thought into all of those elements because there is nothing else. There is not any sort of unnecessary embellishment on top. It has to convey the message in those forms, which I think we've really achieved with this. And it's moved that story on from from previous Ghost. The five-year quest to deliver the purest expression of Rolls-Royce has come full circle. So what is the new Ghost like to drive? How does it handle at your fingertips? How will it transport a new generation of Ghost owners into a serene oasis of privacy and calm? Let's discuss with Bernard Dressler, who has led the entire rebuild alongside his colleague John Sims. Together, they brought this new Ghost to life. Bernard, can you give us some idea of what it's like to be in your shoes as project leader responsible for the success of the new Ghost? It's this always striving for the best, for the, there is no compromise. We always have to deliver the very best thing, the very best design, the very best performance, and always balance out these often conflicting targets. I think there is no brand that really pushes the technical solutions and technical features to that limit than, than Rolls-Royce. This model has transported many of the original Ghost's much-loved features into the future. Do you think this new Ghost, with its restraint and elegance, will define a new type of luxury for Rolls-Royce? Luxury is simplicity. And luxury is simplicity um, because simplicity in a car isn't easy to achieve. With all the 
functions that the car has today. That is not only driving car, that is also entertainment, that is driver assistance, that is how to steer all the electric motors, uh, for example, uh, to manage your seat setting. That is a lot of technology in the car, but we don't want to make it complicated for our customers. We want to make it effortless, and effortlessness is only achievable if the interface is simple. What kind of response are you imagining from audiences? I'm sure they will be amazed by the car. You can drive it on the racetrack and, and, and drive it on, on any kind of road. You don't feel the road. It's what we call this magic carpet ride. But still, you're always aware of what the car is doing, and it goes around corners like almost a race car. And this is a feature that only Rolls-Royce can offer. And it's a perfect balance between riding comfort and riding dynamics. We have all the latest technologies needed to balance out these two conflicting targets. We have all-wheel drive, we have a rear-wheel steering, we have electronic power steering, and we have a system called anti-roll control, which makes sure the car doesn't roll on uneven roads. It just like flies over. That's very hard to achieve. So the engineers who conceived the chassis and, and did all the chassis setting, I think they did an excellent job. Speaking of those characteristics, if you look at the world in general, where we're constantly connected with something that's not so tangible, it's something we can't touch or feel. Mm-hmm. Do you think that driving and the physical experience of driving has become more important at this time? Um, sure, this is what you can feel in this Rolls-Royce, that driving, it's a different experience. So you can feel that it is something special from your surroundings and also what you can feel in the car by driving it because it, it drives very smoothly, effortless. You have low steering forces. It's silent. You almost don't hear the engine. You want to hear something from the engine. So we also had to design the, the sound of the engine. Um, what the driver, what the passenger uh, hears. And I think this uh, is a very um, emotional experience because you wouldn't expect it. You wouldn't expect it if you're used to normal cars. You wouldn't expect uh, that a car can drive like this. How do you design the sound of an engine? The sound of an engine uh, is, well, different. Now it's getting technical. (laughs) Try me out. Well, the sound of an engine is, of course, the engine itself. It's a 12-cylinder engine, which has a very special sound. Then uh, the sound of an engine is characterized by the exhaust system. And you can manipulate the sound of the engine by tuning the exhaust system, the air intake system also. So air coming into the engine and air going out of the engine very much determines how the sound is in the, in the, in the car. Finally, let's get behind the wheel with John Sims, plant project leader and the bridge between engineering and production at Goodwood. Ghost has always delivered a remarkable driver experience. That was a huge part of its popularity. Do you think that sensory element has become even more important with a new model? From a from a technical point of view, which you know initially doesn't answer your question, we have an all-wheel drive system, we have um, rear-wheel steering. Those two features for me, just move the ghost on a step from the original ghost. Um, and you, you really feel that in terms of the the sure-footedness of the car. And it's difficult to describe how it feels in your hand and and, and through the seat of the vehicle. But actually, it, it's an in- incredible car in terms of its ability to mix 
that magic carpet ride with real driver engagement. And those two things I really think are quite unique in New Ghost. If I if I can perhaps stretch the boundaries of the question slightly, uh, one of the things that was really important for me is having been involved in the last uh, two vehicle launches um, particularly, I really felt that we've come to such a good level in terms of the what we call the cocooning effect of the, the rear compartment. And actually, that's something that I was really passionate about with New Ghost. And when I first started working um, together with my excellent team of experts and and really experiencing the car for the first time, you know, we had some technical challenges and, and we really had to to push with our engineering and, and quality colleagues to make further developments in real details like the glass thickness, the glass profile, the sealing system of the car, even the way that the doors close into the body. And we were really obsessive about these details to protect that cocooning feeling that when you sat in the back of this car, it has to feel like nothing other than a Rolls Royce could feel. This type of element uplifts the overall experience of the new ghost, even if people can't see or perceive the wizardry. What other subtle features orchestrated a similar effect? We really wanted to have something that added to the ambience, not something that was just there because we could, or something that was there as a, let's say, a show-off feature, but really something that was carefully considered. And so what we've done is is things like we've worked together with our colleagues in the wood shop and leather shop to subtly integrate lighting rails into the door panels and uh, into the overhead space. It's not suddenly a burst of illumination, but it's actually as it fades into night, you just notice that illumination slowly coming into the interior and it just subtly adds to the ambience. I've heard so much about the Starlight headliner from Chris, from Steve, pretty much all of our experts. It won't help you corner a slim road, but it sounds like such a benchmark piece of design. What is it like to behold from the newcomer's point of view? This has become now a feature that is really loved by our customers. Physically, in our assembly area, we've had to triple the size of the area that we have for producing this amazing feature. People don't necessarily know, and again, it's one of the lovely things that they don't have to know when they see the finished product, but the amount of work that goes into that, every single one of those fibres is threaded through the headliner by hand in a, in a pattern of the customer's choice. And in New Ghost, we have redesigned and redeveloped for the car. And again, a thing I really like from a technical point of view is rather than trying to use our entertainment system and information system to dazzle the customer with our technical expertise, actually what we've done is we've used a very muted colour palette and that just fits in with the whole of the interior illumination and it just works together. And I think sometimes that not trying too hard to show off from a technical perspective actually means that the customer gets a far more polished end result. Does that echo a shift in demand? Is there a heightened desire for understatement or perhaps something that speaks a more authentic emotional language? Certainly from my understanding, I think there is perhaps a change in culture. A lot of our customers, certainly, they are much more enthusiastic about experiencing craftsmanship for themselves rather than necessarily advertising that to the wider world. And I think that is a change in the times that we're living in. 
And I think that's why, for me, the new ghost comes at exactly the right time because the exterior styling, the interior styling, what we've been able to achieve with the way the whole vehicle works together, it really does provide a much purer, much cleaner aesthetic, but actually the depth to it, it really is a kind of oasis of calm. It just causes them. John, you're one of a handful of people who've driven the new Ghost. How does that feel? I've literally just come back from spending about two and a half, three hours in the car, and you just get out of the car, and even even taking off the intrinsic bias, and you just remark on, wow, that's incredible. We've literally just spent two hours. You felt completely isolated and completely relaxed, and it's, yeah, I think it is a really really wonderful thing that we've achieved with the car to just create something that does deliver you really in a way that you haven't previously experienced. The reality is if you're passionate about cars then what better brand to work with and even talking to the taxi driver today and and you have that conversation actually the, the, the passion and the pride that comes from saying I'm not just involved in that I'm really a central part of shaping what a Rolls Royce feels like that's something that, at least for me, would be very, very difficult to ever move away from. I think it does become quite addictive. Half a decade after they began, the new Ghost's design and engineering team has redefined modern luxury and transported the driver experience into the future. The new Ghost marks a new era, one defined by powerful simplicity and a clarity of vision, one that subverts expectation and champions singularity. As designer Henry Cloak said, when the whole world is so complicated, it's a pure thing that stands out. I'm Johanna Argman-Ross, design editor and curator, and this has been Ghost Stories. Hi, I'm Henry Cloak from the design team of New Ghost. A quick end note for our listeners. If you'd like to find out more, please contact your nearest Rolls-Royce dealership.